That paranoia, the feeling of being watched, the presence just out of sight, the chill wind passing through a room, the faint, fleeting scent of decay. Was that the wind or something else? These are all signs and wonders of Nimbaloth's glorious presence. This wayward angel creeps dangerously close to a true power he cannot comprehend and is incapable of controlling. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and it's just a perfectly normal Wednesday evening. It's not our normal recording day, though. That's kind of weird, recording yeah. on a Wednesday night. You said Wednesday, and I was like, what? Exactly. It felt weird saying it, because we never record on Wednesdays. I think we've recorded oh, on one dear. other Wednesday. I freaking hate Wednesday. It's my least favorite day of the week. Really? This can't be the banter topic. No, we're not <laughs> doing that. We're not <laughs> this is the the week. Week. No, shut Come the on. fuck up, Micah. Yeah, this is a weird no. hill to die on. I yeah, want to watch this. <laughs> he wants to die because, on his hump. He wants to die on hump day. Come on. You're too far away from the weekend in both directions. No, but it it's feels like the Garfield good in the middle away. of the week. No, it feels good, though. You know, you get up to a Wednesday and you're like, ah, oh, because you know you're going to dick off on Friday. You're not going to do shit on Friday. So really, it's Maybe like you. Thursday. I take pride do you in have my work, that Raymond. I mean, I just, whether I have it or not, I still do it. <laughs> Even if I'm busy, I still just like, oh, no, I'm so busy on Friday. And then I just, Friday's whatever. Friday is just nope, a week, I, weekend. Day. I work in a manufacturing facility and Mondays suck. None of the equipment works. Uh, you have to go through and get everything fired up. If everyone has forgotten how to do their job, <laughs> the people that do show up or have hangovers, it, Mondays are awful. <laughs> Wednesdays are perfectly fine. Yeah. My favorite day of the week is Tuesday. Has been for a long time. Something wrong with you. Because you're past the like, oh, fucking Mondays suck. And you're into like, okay, now I can be productive because it's Tuesday and it's still the beginning of the week and I haven't been beat down by the week yet. So I, I'm usually really productive on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. I don't know why. Thursday, yeah, because Thursdays are like Fridays for me. So I'm like, Thursday's great. And then Friday <laughs> through Sunday, just fucking let's go. <laughs> Shut up, Raymond. You guys are missing... You guys are missing like a major weekday opportunity here. (laughs) Just so we're aware, at least one of our project managers and some of our C-level guys do listen to the show, Raymond. Just so you're aware. (laughs) Well, I work when I'm on their projects, I work so hard. (laughs) Did you hear that, Alex? Raymond's your best employee. When I when I when I'm on those when I'm on insert name of listening person here project i definitely work really hard the hardest yeah yeah so so very hard <laughs> and and when you're not working you're just out fishing right raymond yeah so this weekend i it was it was a very sweet dad moment everybody's shaking their head that was a great transition guys it Fuck wasn't all the you. transition it was the yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like jamie oliver whenever he does something Woo! <laughs> I, uh, I took, I've, I've loved fishing. I've been going fishing since I was a kid and, uh, Cammy will not be caught dead anywhere near a lake or a large body of water. She just doesn't go near them at all. Yeah, costs. Don't come to my state. It's yeah, because nope. of that kid she made fun of when she was at summer camp and drowned him. Uh, yeah, probably. What? I believe it. It's what? a deep what? cut. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> a deep cut to what? Camp. Did you murder a child? Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to that <laughs> no, one. Okay. Ray, Ray, um, okay. 
Yeah. So somebody, okay. please tell me you under, you remember what happens. And, oh, you know, what, I get, I get Jason it. Came. I'm Thank just you. wondering if yeah. the rest Freddy of this is Jason. Freddie versus Thank you Jason. so much. Well, not Freddie oh. versus Jason, but Jason okay. Voorhees. So, th- so yeah, I took our daughter away from her mother and took her fishing. And uh, she loved it. She had a great time. She, we caught nothing because we found out about four hours in that they hadn't stocked the lake in like three months. Nice. So there was just no fish in the lake. But uh, she was playing with worms. Thanks, and, Joe we Biden. Bought, we, yeah, right. We got, uh, we got <laughs> night crawlers. She was like picking them out and playing with them. And like she, she really good at casting. She learned how to cast. She uh, ended all that stuff. And I was afraid she, like her mom was going to like ingrate into her soul that fishing is the worst. But she was, she had just a, she loved it. And uh, she got all dirty and she stood in the water and she didn't have waders. But she just still stood out there because she thought it was silly. And it was a great time. I tend to agree with Cammy. I hate fishing. Really? Fishing is wonderful. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, yes. Thank it you. It is so I, much fun. I imagine that you have not fishing. fished in the Gulf South in the dead of summer. N- you're correct. Nope. You're correct. I never has. I have not. What were you, Gulf, what were you fishing for? Yeah, what were you fishing for? <laughs> I have done fishing in the Gulf for like... Uh, redfish and and the and the like but also just like on lakes or rivers or whatnot for catfish and such well just, you see trevor when the fish are not covered in oil it's actually pretty enjoyable <laughs> i disagree i mean i don't i don't dig it you're you're far out you know you're not like necessarily near civilization it's freaking hot it's boring as hell because you know if they're not biting you're bored as hell and if it's hot, they're not biting. You were approaching this the wrong like the way, and you're time. wrong. I'm sorry. Yep, no? You're just there's yeah? just even okay. a way that you can you can't even I, I you know you can't defend it. because if you're fishing, like first of all, I don't like who are you fishing with? Because fishing is, I mean, like, and and anybody can tell me that I'm wrong. Personally, I do not enjoy fishing alone. Fishing is a social activity that I do with oh, my yeah. friends. Absolutely. You go to a lake, you go to a river, you go to the Eat ocean, whatever the fuck that, you do. Jake. Yeah, that's on you, not me. And then you <laughs> cast a line and you reel it back in. Yep. That's all you do. And if you don't catch anything, whatever, you're hanging out with your buddies. Yeah, you're out of work. You're th- drinking beer. Exactly. Well, that's what they always say is even when you don't catch anything, at least you catch a buzz. And that's what matters. I've, I haven't heard that, but I like that. And I, probably because I don't like drinking l- like beer one after another. I don't dig that either. So. Mm. I mean, I don't even drink beer. Freud out here on the boat? I don't even drink beer. Exactly. on the pontoon. Anybody want some odd bag? <laughs> I brought some liquid campfire for everyone to have with some spritz of water and on the way down. Ooh, is that a carp? <laughs> That's you. Raymond and my dad clearly learned fishing from the same place because that is the reason I hate fishing as a ginger albino vampire. My dad's idea of fishing <laughs> was to go to a lake where there was no fish and sit out on a boat that did not have shade for eight hours with your rod in the water, just sitting there for eight hours, and then go oh, yeah, back to the campsite, because we only did it when we were camping. And I was like, uh, oh my God, as soon as I was old enough, <laughs> no, I'm not going fishing. I hate it. I get sunburned. Really? We never catch anything. It is awful. <laughs> I think your dad was just a bad fisherman, because after eight hours, you should have caught a lot of fish by that point yeah, yeah. i don't know about that right I, I don't know like i'm i'm not a great fisher but but i mean the fish do it themselves really yeah right. exactly you don't really yeah, have to do honestly. anything what's the what's it's in the water you started your job's done i mean you just sort of wait did you tie up the hook did you bait it did you throw like it was there waiting. a hook christian there was like there was hooks there were worms <laughs> there was fish eggs there were the little marshmallows there were there was everything there? 
there's gonna be pictures were there. Yeah, there's gonna be pictures. It's just Christian in his pool in his backyard, just sitting in a boat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's got like a water wings off on. to the side, holding a beer, pointing, <laughs> yeah. laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, I do have stories from my childhood about this goose and this goat that used to attack me and I hated them. And my mom insists that it was actually a duck and a pygmy goat, but I Is know that, better. I, this sounds like Aesop's fables. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it also sounds like the name of some weird new gaming uh, bar, the goose and goat or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the goose and the goat idea. I would, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Or, or it's a new, like, uh, it's a prog rock band. That's like Coheed and Cambria. Oh goose yeah. And the goat. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria <laughs> prog rock? No, they're really not. That's what I was about they to kind, say. They have some proggy elements to them, but I, I was trying to go for Coheed and Cambria. I just, they're not really prog. They got a little bit. Quit trying to appeal to our email audience. They don't exist. Yeah, I know. They have proggy elements, I, I would argue it. I went fishing a handful of times with uh, my dad in uh, uh, the deep south Louisiana. Caught some gar. Terrifying. I don't know if you've ever seen an alligator gar in person. They're no. big. They also have a tendency, and this was just, I only ever saw this, like, I, we went for fishing for gar, caught gar. I was only, like, one time with one of my dad's old friends, like, all the way out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. And uh, the entire time, well, not the entire time, but I'd say, like, once every five to ten minutes for, like, a half-hour period, there was this large alligator gar that I'm going to guess was the better part of, like, five to six feet long, because it was enormous, and it just jumped completely out of the water like a handful of different times and then just landed back in. I know no, it was an no alligator thanks. gar because I saw its face. They have a very particular looking face on for a fish. And I saw its face and it looked like mine. If I look like an alligator gar, you can you can shoot me on sight. How about that? The next time <laughs> he just wanted you to me, he wanted to assert his dominance. He was like, I'm here and you're not catching me, okay? <laughs> I get it. Well, here's the thing too is that fishing for alligator gar awful because they're actually bottom feeders. They're not predators. Mm. They scavenge. And according to a handful of uh, of of old fishermen in the deep south, apparently what gar like to eat is cheese. Hmm. I'm not Man, making this up. Fish of taste. Yeah, right. They cheese. I caught the biggest fish that I ever caught, which was a channel cat with cheese. Hell yeah. I'm gonna look up an. Al- I don't think I've seen an alligator gar. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, they're they're not dinosaur fish. fish. They're not they're dinosaurs. Pretty. No, they they literally are. G-A-R-R? Just one R. Just one R. One R. One R. Yeah, no, like when you see it, you're going to think to yourself, yep, they they named that like spot on. That is an alligator gar. Hold on, my freaking phone is... Have you thought about oh. using the computer you're in front well, of? Well, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, now you see, right? Yeah, my computer, my keyboard is so loud, I don't want it to get caught oh, in, the, right. in the recording, yeah. Wow, <laughs> this is a disgusting looking... This is... They can grow to be about 10 feet long. That's, yeah. This guy, look at this, I... Uh, the, the, I don't know if the, the that gigantic. that record alligator gar was caught like the 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 current size record alligator gar was caught like five miles from my place in Houston. My God, that's wild. Yeah, they're pretty freaky. Yeah, they're uh, and apparently they don't taste good either. So there's not really a lot of these reasons to catch them. No, it, it's, <laughs> it's just the fun of catching them. Apparently, I guess its name is attract attractosius spatula. That's nice its scientific name. Nice. I'm glad I know that. Yeah, spatula city. <laughs> spatula, yeah. File I just that one away. Spatula fish reminds me that uh, I, I don't like to make this super topical, but me and Sarah watched the weird movie, the Weird Al spoof. Oh biopic. yeah, weird. Oh the my Al god, it's How so was it? good. Is it so so okay. good? How is Harry Potter as my favorite musician? So good, amazing. I I cannot recommend it enough. If you have uh, Roku, 
you have it, right? If you have access to a Roku, mm-hmm. you have it. And if you don't, all oh, Weird Al said, just go ahead and pirate it. Just um, <laughs> do it. All I'll right. It. I'll take, I'll, uh, I, we, uh, we at Rule for Intent do not endorse any kind of pirating. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes, true. I'm not endorsing it. However, our Lord and Savior, uh, Alfred Yankovic, is. No, it was really good. I, I, I was a really big fan. Lots of like fake cameos in it. Uh, the whole conceit is that nothing's true. It's so good. I love it. Hmm. Oh, I want to watch it. I want to see it. I love Weird Al. I sing, I sing Trapped in the Drive-Thru at least once a week, just to myself when I have 10, minute, when I have 10 minutes to spare. <laughs> that's, not just, enough to, that's not enough minutes. That song is longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, that's such a, it's I a great, feel the same way incredible. about White and Nerdy and Amish oh, yeah. Paradise. Oh yeah. So, oh my God. So I had a, a, a revelation with my friends recently because I've known this ever since I saw them on TV for the first time. I was like, holy fuck, you guys are from a music video I know. But if you've ever watched the music video for White and Nerdy, the two black yeah, guys that pull up in the car Peele. at the beginning, mm-hmm. that's Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Key and Peele. Like 10 years before I ever saw them on Comedy Central, they were in a music video for Weird Al. <laughs> Like right about right about now, uh, one of our listeners has looked up white and nerdy and is looking at the beginning <laughs> and is losing their shit. Yep. Realizing that they never recognized them. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's the way I was when I first like watched it and realized who it's it was. It's like that like, oh Leonardo DiCaprio God. moment was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> On the couch. <laughs> yep. There I am. Who else had that <laughs> weird feeling of recognition? I think it was Nimbleoth. Oh. When she noticed Solus. I know this angel. After reading. His, her prickly butt. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you for saying book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, Drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. So last week, uh, you continued the conversation with creepy-ass Doriana, doing creepy-ass things, which she's always good for a laugh, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. That that kid's just She really lightens the mood. Really great. Uh, Then you guys split up with... Cecil and William heading to the Dawnflower Library to do a little chit-chat with Vandy to see what she could figure out about the Plane of Dreams because as Mordrin noticed the bru- a bruising pattern on Doriana's arm that read Lang and knew enough about that to know that it had to do with the denizens of Lang and the Plane of Dreams. Ask Vandy, what she knows about Doriana, kind of mentioned Hattie. She's like the audacity of that bitch. The lion, the witch. Who the hell? She's got feelings about Hattie. Probably not good ones. Solus and Asmordrin 
retire back to the rowdy rockfish in order to thumb their way through an interesting tome, The Whispering Reads. There's a little light reading before bed. And as Solas begins to read through, he feels like he knows a lot more than he should know, and that more things know about him than should. He can feel something staring at him. The hairs on the back of his neck stand up. Even the book is tingling with anticipation. Ooh, Solas nipples hard as a rock. Now needs to attempt a will save. He can see it through <laughs> the armor. That's how hard. It's like it's like uh, George Clooney's bat suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I've got a plus ten. I give myself a hero point for that one. I'll allow it. Oh my! That is a natural twenty. No, are oh, you fucking serious? Uh, um, <laughs> showing you we're guys with the camera. About, that is a we, natural we, fucking yeah, twenty. We all see it. it. We all. We were talking about before we started the show, listeners. That the, basically we were thinking that the only way that Micah was going to succeed against this mm-hmm. was a natural twenty. Yep. And uh, what do you fucking know? Yeah. Trevor looks so mad right now. Look at his he face. Is <laughs> he is so mad. <laughs> L plus ratio plus your bad <laughs> skill is just a meat shot straight down the center of the plate. All yep. I hear is underemployed Zoomer talk. That's it. <laughs> hey, I'm employed. You eat cock. Underemployed. Oh, that's debatable. Gigacon. <laughs> Kick economy. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so, you feel nothing is amiss, and it would not tip you off that anything is even malevolent about this. You think it's just a trick of your own imagination. That's right, Solus. After multiple people have been murdered in the quest of the a- uh, acquisition of this book, there's nothing wrong with it. But you do realize that this has given you further insight into the empty death, into Nimbaloth and, and creatures that would fall within her, her domain. So any sort of research or knowledge checking that you would have to do, you will get a small bonus for uh, for a while. How long? Yeah, I was going to say, how long does that last? Like a, a day? Uh, for his next check. Oh. Um, he can consult the book again if he wants to uh, for that. And you can continue to do that. I will tell you a few other things that you've because you nat 20 that sucker, I'm going to assume that you were able to do a good study of this thing without befalling any sort of ill effects. Um, and we're able to go uh, kind of a deep dive in the sucker. You realize that this thing can be used against Nimbaloth and her followers. You can target incorporeal undead and damage them with incantations from this book. In the, the, the manner by which this book was created in order to combat Nimbaloth, right? So you have the insight that you can do that, but there is a risk to you. This knowledge is dangerous. That is really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. You can cast, uh, if you have the ability to cast a spell, which you are not a spellcaster. That being said... Yet. Yeah, right? Um, You can cast spells from this book. It is a spell book and it contains the spells Crushing Despair, Fear, Paranoia, and Phantasmal Killer. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Holy shit. Alright. Oh, Papa likes this book. Oh, god. 
Once a day, you can invoke one of the parables from the Whispering Reeds that parallels your situation or the environment you're in or the creatures that you're interacting with. And mists and whispers surround you in a 20-foot emanation. And Nimbaloth touches this plane of existence, negatively affecting all of those creatures within that emanation with agonizing mental anguish, taking mental damage, and potentially taking large penalties to saving throws. However, as I said, this all comes at a cost. The empty death may peer out from beyond the stars, cast its gaze upon you, and fill you with nothingness. If you're not able to fight back the hunger of Nimbaloth, you become stupefied too for 24 hours. If you die while you are affected by the empty death, you are immediately resurrected as a chaotic evil ghost. Okay. So, it's really powerful, but there is some danger involved in it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you be able to send me off air a list of the things I can do with this book? I absolutely can. I can probably just drop it into your inventory and be able to read it. Okay, cool. Well, book very neat. It's fun, fun, fun till her daddy took the book of unknowable knowledge away. Fair enough. Wait, what? Shut up. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, Solus closes the book and looks up at Esmordrin. Esmordrin, I, I I, do not quite understand what it is we found here. I, It is clearly an object of great power, but I cannot tell if it will be a curse or a boon to us. Well, it seems that everyone's pretty interested in it, so... I... Do you think we should reveal its power to the others? To, uh... To the one from Absalom who was seeking this? I don't actually know the entire story behind this. Well, why is he seeking the book? Uh, he seeks to destroy all, all of the copies. Um, what was his name? I'm, uh, I'm checking my notes right now. I forgot his name. Cor- Car- uh, Corvus. Corvus, okay. Sounds very much like a Primarch. It's really fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. That may or may not be intentional. Yes, uh, there was a um, a traveling scholar named Corvus. He's uh, he's seeking all of the copies of this book in order to destroy them. And having read what little I have, I do not blame him. Is he going to make a suit out of your skin? Uh, you're not in this scene. Didn't the Grave Knights <laughs> mention something that they needed to find this tome as well? It did, yes. Yes, as, as it was uh, leaving the room. Just give it to him. Yeah, right? He said he wanted it. He'll stop bothering us. Yeah. yeah. He'll probably be really nice to us. <laughs> it's very perplexing that, you know, both sides seem to be after this book. Indeed. I understand that Corvus wishes to destroy it, but what information is... Did you find out exactly why, what Belcora needs from this book? It seems to be pivotal to her plans. As of yet, no, that would require more careful study, though I did glean some information on the empty death and on the nature of Nimbaloth, though it, it is as of yet beyond my comprehension. You but by chance didn't see anything about Lang in there, did you? Uh, did I find anything about Lang in there? Hmm. I, I could roll on that, right? I mean, you did just describe it, like, in the flavor text, so I would argue, yeah, yeah you do. Okay. 
I don't think I'd describe Lang in the flavor text for this or the Dreamlands. It's a land beyond the universe, right? Along uh, beyond well, the no, known I galaxy. Well, no, I spoke about it like after you said something last week with my character. Like spoke at length about like what. Oh, okay, Lang is. so you mean you mean he would know what Lang is, not necessarily that it has anything to do with the book. The book does not speak of Lang or the dimension of dreams or anything like that. Oh, okay, that's weird. All right, so um, just to uh, you know metagame this because I know that my character's like not in here, but. We've already kind of like loosely talked about how this thing basically functions like a palantir, where she can kind of like look at where we are and look out. And uh, the last time the Grave Knight wanted something, it came into town and just fucked its way through and then fucked its way back out with like literal fucking being done to it. Um, so I'm necessarily nervous about Nimbaloth looking into where the book is, seeing it, and then using that information to guide the Death Knight to where we are. That's just what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I mean, presumably the Nimbaloth would have known where her own copy of the book was and yeah. did not tell anybody Wouldn't, else. Yeah. So, no, I guess I suppose that's true. I mean, to be fair, we pulled it from the the gauntlet. I mean, yeah, if they exactly. couldn't find it in their own keep, I kind of think that that might not necessarily be true. All right. That's just something I was worried about where I was like, man, if they figure out where this is, I don't think we can fight that guy. Yeah. That's why I'm also kind of so-so about like, telling people about it because we still have this nondescript faceless stalker thing going on in the background still but we don't know anything about it's difficult trying to share a bunch of information right now pay no attention to the faceless stalker behind the curtain what do you think we should what does your gut say or god my gut (laughs) says keep it a secret for now the only gut with a mouth is yours as (laughs) mordron it's certainly (laughs) (laughs) Certainly we are to share this information with Billiam and Cecil, but I would hesitate to share it with anyone beyond that. This just in, Cecil confirmed as faceless stalker. That's right, baby. <laughs> yeah. right. I thought we killed the faceless stalker. I thought Tobin killed the faceless stalker. A, Cecil's the imposter among us. A, fame. Maybe not. Among us. Among us. Among us. Well, yeah, I think Bill and Cecil are probably done. They'll probably start making their way back because we finished talking <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> Raven says, I think Billiam and Cecil are ready to come back to the adventure. Yeah, because yeah, we're right. making the way downtown. We also finished talking with them, and it sounds like you guys want to share information with us. So Bill's, Bill's tummy starts rumbling. Raven, Raven how so- dare you try to move the plot? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Right? Bill's tummy starts rumbling, and he's like, Solus needs me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what your really, gut says. Really yeah. weird, spidey sense. Yep. It's his gut. Yeah. He's got a gut feeling. Exactly. Can you start talking to your stomach? I'd like that. Yeah, right? Okay. Hey, see, that's it. <laughs> Cecil's like, what the fuck? Oh, I've, do- I've done this the whole time. You just haven't been here. <laughs> <laughs> My clue's telling me to go this way. <laughs> Maybe if you can, you will grow a mouth and tongue. I've got to reach yeah, right? right now, Solus. <laughs> and then it will answer back. <laughs> so, yes. All righty. So, you head back to the rowdy rock fish. Yes? Mm-hmm. All right, so you make your way into the Rowdy Rockfish, and there's an interesting circle of candles and pentagrams on this floor. Now, uh, you find uh, Solus uh, acting like uh, he's seen God, um, just kind of mumbling. No. Solus, they walk in. What you doing, buddy? What you doing, Asmordrin? 
are are they going to walk in um, mid study or are they going to walk in while you're you know having your post study cigarette? Uh, this is the uh, the post study conversation, definitely. Perfect, perfect. As Mordred's wearing Yosef's robe with his little teapot making tea, <laughs> it's like his size is too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's entirely too small. Yeah, <laughs> you just put it on mugwort. <laughs> Bill walks in and he goes. Mike, my tummy was rumbling, so I heard you need me. No, uh, Bill walks in and goes, uh, so we talked to Vandy, guys. You look excited. <laughs> well, I, I, I finally had the chance to read a portion of the Whispering Reads, and uh, thus far it has not disappointed. Ooh, is it a good book? Good is the wrong word for it. It is certainly malevolent. It is certainly evil. Uh, but I believe it may be useful. Uh, using it, I, I am able to gain some otherworldly pseudo-magical powers, it seems. And it contains a lot of useful information regarding the Empty Death and Nimbaloth, but I I must be careful when reading it. I'm, I'm very glad you explained. You see, when you thought, I thought when you said the book does good, that this was like a grammatical error. Like, Iomide does good, you do well. I'm glad to see it's actually evil. <laughs> what? what? What's the novel talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. She hated that witch lady in the yeah. woods. She was not <laughs> happy with Hattie, guys. Not happy with Hattie. Yeah, we talked. We went there to talk about something important that I, I fucking can't remember for the life of me. I'm pretty sure we were just asking about, like, either the Whispering Reads or stuff with Doriana. Like, what did she know about the, like, conception of the mayor's daughter? That's what it was. Yes, it was. Oh, it was. It was and the, the fact that that's what and the ruby. We, that's OK. I was just going to say. It was the ruby, and it was the um, that the mayor's wife didn't remember about the con- uh, the birth of Doriana, but Hattie was there, so we were asking about that. You know why the wife doesn't remember? Because she's dead. Yeah. That didn't actually get answered, did it? That didn't get answered, but we did ask about the ruby. That was one of the main things. Okay. But did that no, get it answered? Did. It, it did, did get okay. answered. The question did get answered, because you were asking about, like, what was happening, and I don't remember if it was Vandy or, or Osif that um, cleared the air, but it became apparent... No, it was Osif. Osif told us that Hattie um, mm. wanted to take the girl for seven years when she turned uh, seven years old, yep. and she's six and a half right now. Yes, that's what it is. Right. Yeah, so we went to talk about the... We, yeah, Osif told us that, so we went to talk about the ruby. Um, and then we mentioned Hattie, and she's like, God, I hate mm-hmm. that cunt. Yeah, exactly. So we told you all of that that we just talked about, and that's what happened with us. So we might want to ask Hattie what her beef is indeed yes um what time is it right now by the way trevor well it's about 8 52 p.m all right central standard no uh i would say that's probably early afternoon at the latest i think probably closer to about noon yeah because we all we did so far is go talk to osif right so noon at the latest okay about lunchtime uh if we wanted to we could walk out to uh hattie's shack and uh talk to her then make our way to the gauntlet? Because we haven't been there for a while. Uh, I uh, I don't necessarily think we should maybe bring the book back to the gauntlet with us, but if you all agree... No, why not? That I just... I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, that's probably best. Jake. But is it a good idea to leave it alone? <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I was worried about. I was yeah. like, mm, there's other people that are already looking for this book. We could so, give it yeah. to my wife. She never 
leaks any secrets. She and I trust read. her. Wow, Raven, <laughs> it sounds like you want your PC's wife to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, we know none of you know anybody in town or trust anybody in town. I trust my wife. You know what? That's a good point. We have to leave it with someone Trevor would never kill. So I vote we go find <laughs> Dilly. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, Dilly. <laughs> well, yeah, but Diva. <laughs> he, he starts reading in. Just <laughs> Dilly becomes the end villain. He starts levitating with unknown power, and he becomes the new Scion of Nimbalov. Yeah. He becomes Super Sega, uh, Saiyan uh, Shaggy. Super Sagan, you yeah. got it. Super Sagan Shaggy. Yeah. Super Sega CD. See how nobody laughed? Wow. <laughs> God damn <laughs> Show's over. You all suck. Uh, <laughs> we did it, guys. We, we abominated this it. vault. <laughs> you know who we could leave it with is um, who was the girl that we asked the t- about the telescope? It was Tobin's friend. Oh, the woman. We still haven't told her. We haven't even told her about we have not Rin. Spoken to Rin. We haven't told Rin about Tobin. We could be like, hey, like, hey, you see her in the, it's like you see her in the market and you just kind of look away like, oh, God, yeah. there she is. There she is. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't I look at Rin. Rin met her, so I, yeah. let's go to Rin's. We're going to keep it that Do way. We trust we not Rin going to talk to, to Rin. Yeah, right. I don't know if we trust her enough to drop the book off at her. Wash, okay. Rin's, repeat. See, nobody laughed at that one either. Yep. <laughs> See, every time you make a joke like that, my goal is to make you own it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know who else we would trust. Uh, I vote Billiam's wife. I vote, because... I vote my wife too. Cause... That is not a bad idea, actually. It'd be pretty funny. Like, if nothing else, it would be funny. Yeah. I can't wait for this role play later. <laughs> What's this book, Billiam? Oh, golly. Come back and the kids have drawn all over it in crayons. Yeah, right. It's already canon that she is a she is a southern accent. So wait, it is? Like, Did yeah. we do that? Oh yeah. Yeah, Todd Todd. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. RP her as a southern accent. That's I'll right. Call Todd and be like, hey, let's do a quick recording. <laughs> hey, can we can we get you for like a half hour? Yeah, right. <laughs> to just RP me. Just a half a hour. Yeah. We miss you, Todd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I say we give it to Yvette. I think that's the best. I think that's the safest. Trevor won't kill her. So, so you're really going to give it to somebody that has no way to properly defend themselves against somebody. But if nobody knows, whoa, if, whoa, well, whoa, if nobody, whoa. Yeah, 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 are you, yeah, yeah. Are you trying to like tell this woman this powerful I'm woman what she can and cannot the, do? Are you trying to that say that Billy's wife is not a hundred percent certified bad? <laughs> I'm saying that if you don't give me a stat block with anything, she's a level zero commoner. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, she's, shit you know she's a shield maiden. No, she. But also, you just got done telling us that nobody knows we have this book and there's no way for Nimble off to find out where this book is. So if that's true, then I, I and seemingly there's no issue with it. But if that's I, not true, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't put my wife in danger. But if this I is just like I a, just Trevor, the slander against mrs thwomp here is yeah, absolutely right? ridiculous also have you met yvette she's a she's a beast yeah okay out of character i think it would be best if we keep it with us um but if we have to give it to anybody i do think yvette would be best okay so here's something that i think about that right i think it's terrible i think that's a really bad idea and I'll tell you why. Which one? To because, leave it with us or to give it to no, her? No, to bring the book with us because yeah. I know for a fact that unless we're like 
All right, we put it into a bag and then wrap it in in lead tape so you can't see it with any kind of magic. Or else Trevor's going to be like, in the grave night, walks around the corner and he notices a book-shaped bulge in your pocket. Yeah. Is that the wish? Like, is that, is that, that the whispering reason? Are you just happy to see me? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, obviously, we don't want to bring it back to the gauntlet. I think that's the worst. I agree with Jake. That's the worst plan. But but it we has just so got much it out of there. Yeah. That you can use against incorporeal undead. Or All right. Literally okay. So like, anything. pull back. Let, let, let's let's pull back the veil, right? Because there's really only one person in the party that can use a magic item effectively, and that's me. And I'll let you know right now, I'm not fucking touching that thing <laughs> because the chance for it to cause stupefy, if you know anything about psychic, means I'm literally fucking useless because I can't use psych like uh, uh any of my abilities if I'm stupefied. Yeah, but I, I, I can't refocus. I can't use. That is true. I cannot psych amp. You can't amp anything or go into your psych amp state if you're stupefied. Ooh. Because when you use that ability, it actually adds stupefy. That's the that's the mechanic right, that keeps yeah. you from doing it constantly. Yeah, exactly. And the, so so what you're saying is that if I do get stupefied, is that I cannot use the strongest action ability of my character that effectively mm-hmm. actually makes me different from a wizard? Because at that point, I'm just a shittier wizard. Shitty wizard. No, you're shittier sorcerer. I can't amp any of my side can't exactly yeah eat a dick. I'm not using the book. <laughs> we should I'm, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch a fit if we take it back. Well, to no, the that's the, I'm there's gonna, only I'm, one I'm, I'm thing in there that the the book is in your inventory now, Sola, so you can look at it. Yeah. Um, okay. There's only one thing in there that's cast a spell. Everything else is just a command and interact action. Everything else, there's only one thing that's cast a spell. So anybody could use it. Yeah, the power's already going to my head. I want to bring it with I was, me. I was just so. going to say, we're getting a golem here, is what's happening. Is oh Solus has the book. We're going to lose him. Solus oh, has is... the book, and he doesn't want to give it up. That's what Trevor, Trevor, write a note about this, and then steadily move his alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Every time he mentions wanting to bring the book. Every time you mention, every time you fail a wisdom save, if you fail it three times, we're moving your alignment down one tick. You're going also, to Also, at the neutral. end of the day, you have the book, and you get to make the choice. So if you, I mean... You have to persuade us, I guess. But I'll you can drive make the Arbor and kill yeah. myself. You, you will, you can, <laughs> you can make the choice to go. Guys, we're going, and I'm bringing it with you. So, it's it's your book at this point. It'll be like that VR headset that kills you for real. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Wild. It did too. That's banana. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, some guy invented a VR headset that is, and I quote: "If you die in the video game, you die for real." It's the guy who invented the the Oculus. He then sold it to Facebook, and then he's since he sold it, he's been working on this one. Why? What the. Black bullshit. Yeah, Holy don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like the stakes. The stakes are just. It makes it more fun because the stakes are raised. It's like yeah, to death. That's that's what? not fun. Yeah, okay. Are there, cool. and there's. He's right though. He's yeah. right. There literally are not higher stakes. Yeah, Fuck, yeah I fucking no failed cooking, Mama, and now my head's gonna explode. <laughs> Sounds great. It's like that that suicide helmet with like the eight shotgun barrels in yep. it. Yeah, anytime somebody thinks about Half Life Three while wearing it, while wearing the Index <laughs> Two, just gets murdered. <laughs> It's like that picture of the giraffe where it's like, I'm a psyker, observe. <laughs> okay, sorry, that got way weird. <sighs> Are we going to get back to the gauntlet in five episodes? No. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we we're three episodes out from being in the gauntlet. Yosef yeah. kicked it, and they're like, we ain't going back. I mean, last yeah. time we went, somebody died. Actually, I think we're going to go like do a bunch of Hattie like side quests. Instead of I think we should go to the gauntlet, gauntlet, before, gauntlet. We go to ha- before we go to Hattie. Okay. Yeah. All right, well... Have, you can you can bring your your fucking creepy book. Just well, don't tell me about it. Well, I would rather keep it with me. I, I respect all of your wills, so I will give it to Yvette or whomever you believe would be best. Boo! Ooh. What a fucking loser. <laughs> 
Sounds good, Solus. Does the book have any corrupting influence? I don't know. He's holding on to it extra tight. I know, but seemingly... <laughs> I d- I'm, 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 I'm not able to let it go. I- Solus, <laughs> give me the book. Yeah, no, Punch well... Him. I think it's best if I keep... <laughs> From my perspective, the barbarian is evil. So what if I keep it? It's mine! <laughs> I cannot impress upon you enough how important it is that she not read this. Not one word. She can't read. You're good. Okay. Oh, okay. And I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. <laughs> what? What? Are you trying to say that literacy is a standard of virtue for how good a person is, Trevor? Wow. Wow. You should just shut yeah. the fuck you up. Know before why you know Because she was right raising now. our kids and fighting in wars, okay? That's literally, why she just didn't have a- <laughs> Literally. Homesteading. Mur- like, cooking meals. Murdering monsters. <laughs> betting this barbarian. Betting Jesus this Christ! I love the <laughs> a respect on Yvette, Trevor. I am so sick of this Yvette disrespect. <laughs> you know what? That's it. Yvette's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is gonna take the book from Solus and uh, and is our plan to go straight to the Gauntlet, or are we st- are we doing it? Because I was gonna say I can meet you on the walk to the Gauntlet, unless we're going somewhere else. Let's go to the Gauntlet. Okay. It's time into the thick of it. Um. So Bill, I guess everybody's walking and Bill goes <laughs> home and explain the importance of this book to Yvette and tell her to keep it somewhere safe and out of sight. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it Top secret. shelf keep it away safe. from the children. Yeah. Yes, no children. No. I think it's uh, actually nothing. funnier if like Zazu and your son can actually read. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and then Bill will Mommy, what's double time. Darkness? <laughs> our house, I come home, our house is on fire. What? Um, it's for the cake and yellow, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I must free us from our pr- imprisonment of flash. Why are Billiam's kids Ralph Wickham? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in danger. <laughs> because Billiam is Chief Wickham. That's why. Yeah, serious. <laughs> no, I'm trying. Hey, I haven't gained any weight. I can't be Chief Wickham. I'm fucking an anorexic Chief Wickham. Bake him away toys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure about your police work there, Osif. <laughs> Thanks, Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> All right, Bill drops it off and then meets up. Double times, it meets it up. All right, so off to the gauntlet. William's kids are going to do finger painting in the Whispering Reeds while you're gone. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Fuck that uh, book. Yeah, right. I was hoping they're going to become major villains that re- that reappear in book right? three. <laughs> Seriously. They turn into the hobgoblin gods, Bork and Gork. That would be great for us to just add the orc gods into... But as Billion's children. To me, as Billion's <laughs> children. All right, somebody write that down. I'm going to get to it later. All right. <laughs> Wah, Mr. Billion. All right, so are you guys going to just diddy bop right back on down to where you were in that in that big uh, room with the smashed cases? Yeah, be bop and scat to the scene of my well, death. plan? Yeah, sure. Uh, I... Th- think we may as well yeah sure there is a fair amount of this place that you have not seen on this floor there's a fair amount of this floor that has not been viewed yeah i had one i had one question before we before we just uh zip zop and bat back there um on the way down do we see any teleportation circles that would match the one we found not match well you don't really know until you start activating things what matches you don't really have a way of knowing Though there okay. is a teleportation circle um, upstairs. 
So there is one on the second basement of the gauntlet that would transport you to the teleportation circle. All of the ones that would be adjacent to that big reading room that has the the ribbon of negative energy in it. There is a teleportation circle adjacent to that. And that teleportation circle links to the one upstairs. In fact, you could probably surmise that all of those link together in some way. But this one that you found that was recently activated, you don't really know. Okay, I just wasn't sure if we were going to pass one on the way and see what's up with it, but sounds good. So, yes, you could attempt to activate the the portals as you go down if you wanted to. You could go to the second floor and try to activate the portal and then try to activate the portal on the third. But it's a ritual and it takes some time. Yeah, no, I, I take a mental note of where they are and go, that's for later. It's more important the deeper you get because getting out and in is going to take time, you know? Right. Also, if you guys didn't rest for the night, make sure you do that because I didn't do that. Before we came here, I think you can all heal up too. So, Billiam, you should be able to heal up because oh, you've been all the out way of the gauntlet for yeah. Like they did, yeah. we y'all did heal checks and stuff after everything was done. Okay, so I placed you guys back in the uh, room that had the damaged bookcases. I will say there are several places in the vaults that you have not been yet. Um, there is the northwestern corner of this floor and the southeastern corner of this floor. And the southwestern corner of this floor, you have not visited yet. There's quite a bit that you have not seen. Uh, From this room, there is a doorway directly to the east. That was the one that the Grave Knight walked through. And you were able to determine, I believe, that it was down some stairs in there. And then there is a second door that has not been opened on the southeastern portion of this room that goes South. Yeah, let's check out that door. Yeah, we as Morgan and I, we'll, the other grave knight went that way, so we can check that one later. Now, Cecil, I, I hesitate to ask, but would you happen to have keen ears? Um, actually, let me check my perception. Uh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no. My perception is uh, plus five. Mine's plus seven. I guess I go. Is anyone's better than plus seven? So uh, I would be like, oh, no, I'm a six. No. I have a plus eight. Oh, there you go. Cecil's, what'd you say? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll uh, give uh, listening at the door a try. That is a natural one. Silent as the grave. (laughs) Solus gives the all clear and in we go. (laughs) Yep, I believe there's nothing on the other side. I'm just going to open the door. (laughs) Solus walks up and sniffs it. He's like, there's nothing in there, guys. (laughs) Okay, open the door. Okay. You open the door. The room you look into is lined with tables divided up into several narrow, uh, narrow, like, corrals uh, with some old wooden chairs pushed up against them. On those desks, there's old stacks of paper and tattered books um, and dry ink wells and, and, and quills. And to the south, there's a skeleton dressed in a shiny-looking chain shirt slumped on the floor, clutching something desperately in their bony hands. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Well, before I reach out and touch the skeleton, I'd like to take a close... Oh, shit. I'd like to take a... Oh, hello there. As you begin to walk into the room, 
a spirit materializes through a wall through the western. Paladin, look out! There is a specter over here. I'm sorry, through the eastern wall over here, and moves down to the south end of the room and starts chiding you. Oh yes, finally the new scribes are here. Why did it take you so long? Get to work! Get to work! All of those need to be transcribed. Lady Belcourt demands it. And Azrene, Azrene has special requests. Those also need to be transcribed. We need them within a fortnight. This is not optional. It must be completed on time. So get done now, and perhaps you will survive the month. Oh, I, yes, indeed. And I'd like to uh, look to the right, and um, the, the, the desk I'm standing next to has some parchment on it. Can I... Uh... Take a closer look. Like, is there any writing on it? Uh, it just looks like a transcribed book. There's nothing okay. special about it. It's it's pretty mundane. I mean, it's it's a it's an old book, and it's got some esoteric, interesting knowledge about the undead and whatnot. But it's something that you would already know. It's fairly prosaic knowledge. Okay. Yes, it looks like something's being transcribed. You could probably surmise that the book that's also there is what it was transcribed yeah. from. But the book is sure. very brittle. If you start messing with it, it may become damaged. It's been out in the elements, so to speak, um, and not tucked up away. It's been open on its spine. The spine's broken. It's just not great. Let me get a perception check from anybody that saw this ghost materialize in the room. I mean, we're all sitting in a straight line. I think yeah. we all can see it. All right. All right. Give me a perception. Roll. Ooh, nice. I got a, uh, a 12. That's what I got. Nice. Four, well, I got a 12. Sorry, I got a 12, 4, and 19. I, I As you no, see I, that, you could okay. surmise that this area um, hides a secret door. <gasps> and oh, she, she just walked out. It looks like she manipulates something in the wall, and she walks through it. And you're alone again God, in this I miss Yosef so much. Guys, there's obviously a door here. I could probably push it down because of my big muscles. God, you're so swole, Billiam. <laughs> and I want to push it down. Or can I like feel on the wall to see if there's, is it just like being blocked or do I need some contraption that I would need to. You think that there is a door there. However, as you begin to uh, try to figure it out, the spirit shows up again and comes in and goes back to where she was and starts rifling, or at least she would if she were corporeal through books. Why haven't you started it? You have a job to do and I expect you to do it immediately. Now sit, get your work done. You have to have at least 50 pages transcribed before the evening meal, or you will receive lashes. Oh, I will sit down at the desk here with these pages. Yeah, I'm going and to start through. looking I'm through I'm also going to sit <laughs> yep. down at the desk. After sitting down, getting to work. Can I find a pen? I Can I find a pen? Hey, excuse me, lady, do you have a pen? There are quills everywhere. Find a quill. Yes, your highness. And she begins to go back to the section of wall again and discorporates through it. Billy, I'm still the thing in the skeleton's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill, I I wanted to go. She was standing there, so I'm going to go up to this parchment paper and I'm going to sit down and like, I'm going to sit down at the desk and like reach my my hand over like this and try to grab the thing off the skeleton. It's like a kid trying to like grab a drink out of his backpack. (laughs) Exactly, just reaching for it like around the desk on the left. Okay, so the thing clutching in this thing's hands, you're going to pry it out of the skeleton's hands? Yes. It's fairly large. It's flat. It looks like a picture frame as you reach out. It's pressed up against the body of the skeleton, 
almost like she's holding it to her heart. And you pull it away, and you see this portrait as as in Ray of a very attractive drow. Yep, he is pretty hot. Oh, this bitch loved him. There is also a very nice looking chain shirt on this thing. (gasps) Cries and rat tears. Thrill. (laughs) White gold. Like stronger than a breastplate. Worth more than the entire Shire. You gonna take it? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm robbing this thing blind. Are you gonna give me give me a perception check while you're grabbing the stuff off of it? Thirteen for a twenty. You also find a tiny iron key. (gasps) Um kind of under it like it was sitting on top of this key so oh, you have an asshole you now have a chain shirt it was in the prison wallet oh <laughs> uh, you have a chain <laughs> shirt <laughs> a tiny iron key a portrait and solace as you're sitting there i'm um, trying to look busy i imagine mm-hmm. you start to notice some of these books yeah and they look kind of familiar the one that looks like it was being transcribed from was Grave Feasts. If you move the book, you see there's another one of it. It says Secrets of the Skull. No. And a third book is What the Worm Knows. Oh, okay. These books probably mean something, but to me, I know nothing. Uh, okay, could you repeat those names? I'm writing them down. What the Worm Knows. Okay, that's W-O-R-M? Yes. Okay. Grave feasts and secrets of the skull. These all sounds like ghoul cookbooks to me. <laughs> Why do I recognize them? You should have a small piece of paper. One of you do. Perhaps it was Yosef that had it. Oh, the list of the books that were supposed to be transcribed. Exactly. Hero point. Ah, uh, okay. Damn. That took a while to pay off. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> and this thing reincorporates through the wall as Billiam's rifling through the things on the corpse. What are you doing? How dare you hold the picture of my love? Put it down before you destroy it. uh, Put it down. uh, Put it down. I'm so sorry. uh, My bad. And I'll put it down. I'll put it down on the desk in front of me and then pick up the paper and that's in front of me and start... I feel like I'm reading it like um, how Kel from Keenan and Kel uh, reads. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know some of these words. I, these are, I can't do anything with this. I don't know how to read, but I'm pretending. And she comes over to you and she has like a small cane and she comes over to you and she attempts to strike your back, right? Or try, you know, kind of like hit you with a cudgel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it passes through you harmlessly. <gasps> cool. And she begins to make a realization. Oh, no. That she's no longer alive. That's so sad. That she's incorporeal. That she's been living an unlife, on repeat for 500 years. Now, how would she know it's been 500 years? Come on. <laughs> and she begins I to thought wail. thought been living for a very long time. <laughs> a wail of despair and hopelessness and sadness. And she tries to clutch at the portrait that she dropped on the ground. And she can't. She can't hold it. She can't hold it. She says, my love, are you gone? Are we all gone? What are we meant to do? Just suffer? Why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, on the bright side, he's probably dead too, so you could go find him. And you hear the scream, and I need everybody to give me a will save before rolling God. for initiative. Billiam. Damn it. Ooh. I didn't, you can't say Billiam. Someone said <laughs> Billiam. Billiam didn't do shit. You all told me to loot this fucking body. No. Fuck yes. My will is terrible, but I rolled good. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Okay, not great. So, since I uh, decided to make a character that has uh, that relies on good wisdom, but then went charisma, and then dumped a bunch of my stats, because funny, uh, we'll save, actually, all of my saves, not great. Um, character fun, so far, saves, not great. Uh, <laughs> that's a will save, right? Yeah. yeah right, that's so... supposed to be my good save, and it's actually too lower than my reflex. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm an expert in will saves with a plus seven. I want to start with oh, Billiam. <laughs> yeah. What'd you get, Billiam? What's your will save? I luckily rolled a 17 for a 24. <sighs> you are slowed one oh, no. for the first round of combat as you're overcome. What does that mean? With sadness. It means you only get oh. two actions, not three. Oh, bitch. I officially hate her. Cecil. Just now. I... Uh, got an 11 because I rolled a four. You are slowed two All right. for All a right. round. So you All only right. get one action your first round. As more oh, cool. I rolled an 11 for a total of 17. You are slowed one. And Solus. I also got a 17. You are slowed one. So let's get some initiative, buds. Ooh, that's Maybe. a cool die. Um, before the combat starts, can I feel the slowness and look at this girl and go, bitch, and smash her picture frame? <laughs> make her more mad. Just make eye contact, punch it. Yeah, All I right. rolled a natural 20. Ooh. For a 25. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good, good. Solus. 16 for a 24. Fuck you. Also very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It helps when your stats don't stop. As Mordrin. 14 for a 20. That's what I got. I got well, I got a 14 for a 21. Billiam is a 14 for a 21. Okie dokie. Okie dokie then. So, in her first action as combat begins, as she's wailing, I'm, she probably should have actually started a space closer to Billiam since I said that she was trying to wail on him with an incorporeal mm-hmm. cane. We'll let you move so, for free. It's whatever. No, shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll do exactly what I say you do because I'm God. Oh, God. It's gotten to him. And he realizes, <laughs> she realizes that this cudgel isn't working and she cries and she's crying and there's these ghostly tears coming off of her face and as they drip off of her face, they disappear into nothingness as they lose contact with her. And she begins to scream, Look, are you gone to my love? They took everything from me. Time makes fools of us all. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. And she realizes what she is like. Maybe the knowledge that I've gained from my life will help me in the after. And she reaches out with her bare hand to strike you or to reach into you. Billiam, and that's going to be a 36 to hit. <laughs> yes, that is a oh. hit. Is that, that a, crit? a crit? Yes. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> have the thing up that like just gives me all of your stuff at a glance. That's 38 all right, all right. points 
of damage. Yeah. Oh. Uh, old Billion from this ghostly hand. Ow. For her second action, she is going to uh, scream at you. They took everything from me. I will take everything from you. As she tries to intimidate you. 10 plus. That's going to be 10 plus your will. Will. Um, It's going to be a 21 against your will, DC. Yes, sir. All right. So you're a fared. You're frightened Mm -hmm. one. And for her final uh, action, she is going to attack you one more time with this hand and almost try to grab you and shake you. Uh, that was a lot better for you because I, I rolled really crap. That's a 16 to hit. That is not a hit. All right. That is the first round of combat over. Cecil. It is not the first round over. Yeah. I'm sorry. Her first action, whatever. Shut up. That's the end of her first round. Man, I'm not on the ball tonight, am I, guys? Failure. No, I'm just kidding. I know, right? I'm just worthless. The trash boy. Cecil the Diesel. <laughs> You're up. You have one action. <laughs> yeah. What did you call me, by the way? <laughs> Cecil, Cecil the Diesel. The diesel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one action's rough for a spellcaster. <laughs> Sure it is, really buddy. Is. <laughs> it sure is, isn't it? I actually look like, and even the thing that I wanted to do to try to help Billiam, like I can't do because I would have. I need to be in my amp state, and I can't even be in my amp state until I cast a spell, oh, uh, which I can't do. Uh, you even have actually, like that's message not true. or anything. I have shield. There you go. There you go. Bam. There we go. And that is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh. Right. Solus slowed one. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just draw my sword and my shield. All right. That's your two actions. Well, actually, actually, no. I'm going to draw my sword, and I'd like to do a knowledge check on this thing. Perfect. I'm going to give you a plus two on it because of your nimble off lore. Oh, epic. Okay. And you can use... Um, uh, you have undead and you have religion, right? Uh, yep, I do. Stay the undead lore. So this is going to be a plus eight total. Do you? Natural twenty. Holy shit! No way! Serious? Yeah. Oh my god, Micah! Jesus! I've had a twenty, a one, and another (laughs) twenty. What Sumerian god did you sacrifice a goat for today? (laughs) Okay, so think you know how to lay this ghost to rest permanently? This ghost is sight bound to this room cannot leave this room but that means even if you destroy it it will return unless you lay it to rest much like the book repair individual in the other room the other ghost that you fought on this floor oh so we light her on fire we, we, we have to burn the room <laughs> no, you know okay. you have to have you have to figure out how to put her to rest and you think okay. that you need to stop her from pining for her lost love you need to allow her to move on from this connection to Volok. You have to convince her that she needs to move on. That's the only way that you can successfully put her to rest. Uh, you will realize that you will have to use diplomacy to do so. Look, we've all been through breakups before. I know it's difficult, but there are plenty of ghostly fish in the ghostly sea. Is a whole action that you're going to have to use on this thing. And you yeah. can yeah. tell everybody that they have to convince her and use a diplomacy check, and it's going to be a one-action check to do so. Okay. Okay. Her heart pines for our unrequited love. We have to convince her that it's fruitless. 
how the hell do you know that? Everything else we've run across, <laughs> we just attack it. Like, the little flying light guy was reading a book and we smashed his fucking face into the ground. When she goes, you're like, oh, she lost her love. Everyone help her. Is this how every combat in here goes? Oh, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Ow. Oh, you were bleeding. Yeah, very much so. All right, that's the end of Solus's turn. Billiam, having taken a sick, nasty hit, you only have yeah. two actions that you can take because you are slowed one. Yeah, that's right. And one of them should be diplomacy. Oh, yeah. I have it. Luckily, I'm trained in diplomacy. Bill, Bill hearing that she needs to forget about her loss of Bill's like, I can fucking do that. Let's Go. do this. And I have diplomacy the fuck out of her. <laughs> diplomacy the pants right off the specter. I'm going to diplomacy the pants right off of her. All right, let's RP this first. I want you to RP it before you roll it. Okay. So, so she's way, she's hurting me often. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Look, I'm a married man. And it builds a punch, 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 a small punch. piece of uh, whatever it is that's wrapped around Bill's wedding ring finger. He goes, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. I understand where you're coming from. But, but he's a nobody. Look at that picture. <laughs> You 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 are the hottest ghost I've seen in this entire place. <laughs> and I'm just even just looking at his picture. Also, is his name Um You can really raise the dead, baby. Is his name, name Ashmo? Is his name Azenray? That's just this guy, right? That's his name. My love. Is this is his name Azenray? Just so you know, we were at a different part of the gauntlet and there was another ghost with his her with his name all over all in her mouth. So what? maybe he wasn't the most faithful <laughs> as well. What? <laughs> I'm gonna give you a minus two on this one. No, because we were at the no. we were at the place and there was a fucking uh, no, roll. I'm not giving you a bonus on that. Okay, his the, name, the, what was her name? His name was in her uh, mouth. The fuck? <laughs> Tiny fucking Tinkerbell or whatever the little thing's name was. You know, Tinkletop? Tinkletop, yeah. I'm not lying. They say shit about Azenray. Yes, yes, yes. Azenray was their master. The doll said Azenray. Oh, that's who it was. My bad, my bad, my bad. You're thinking of... uh, I'm thinking of... uh, Um, Gorbo or something, whatever his name was? Yes, Gorbo. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, sorry. I I mixed it up. But she doesn't know that. For all she knows, he's a man-ho. All right, this is my diplomacy check. It's a it's a plus six. Um, Not great. It's an eleven for a seventeen. That is not gonna do it, unfortunately. I am gonna use a hero point. Extra dead next round. Yeah, I'm gonna use a hero point. Yep, I'm gonna use a hero point. Go for it. I'm gonna use this my different dice because that one failed me, and now this one's gonna be way better. And I totally feel it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is exactly how it worked, Jake. Everyone knows. It did do better. Not great. It was a fifteen for a twenty-two. Hey, you succeed at convincing her. <laughs> However, this only allows you to lay her to rest. You still must defeat. However, she looks okay. listless and rageful. She's unfocused and she will be slowed for a duration of time. And if you are able to defeat her for this dura- within this duration of time, she will be put to rest permanently. Okay. You still have one. I action. love this. Yeah, I do, and I'm. <laughs> so not puncher. I, I would say I don't. I don't want to pull my weapon out yet because I'd rather get a hit in. 
On arm strike, baby. Yep, on arm, I'm gonna do an unarmed strike again. Or sir. you can just pull your weapon and have it ready for next round. I'm not. <sighs> I, I'm gonna unarmed strike because next round I can pull it out and then attack twice. That's right. Punch um, the incorporeal punch, lady. I know. I feel like with that's, your non-magical fist. Yeah, I feel like this is not's not gonna work. But neither is my weapon. My melee. Oh no, my my melee. It's weapon magical. Is one. It is magical. Damn, more right, yeah, I'll yeah. pull out Halandra. That, that that's gonna be way make way more sense. I will pull out Halandra, and um, I would argue. Raymond, that would actually make more sense for Billiam to panic and, and strike out at this creature with his yeah, hands. Be like, All right, just punch. Um, right, punch. But Bill, but Bill has fought ghosts before, and knowing right. n- n- without right. without using the the uh, Halandra, so I I would pull Halandra out and uh, pull it out and wink. And I'm gonna pull out Halandra and wink at uh, at the ghost after convincing her that he ain't shit. I didn't know that you could make a specter <laughs> uncomfortable, but I think you did. <laughs> uncomfortable. You're going to have my oh, name which in one your is mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. Bill's a charmer. <laughs> we have to get the horny police in on tonight's recording. <laughs> no, in my turn. Bonk. Bonk. Yep. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As Mordrin, you are up. You are slowed. One, and after this round is over, everybody's slowed condition disappears. As oh, Mordrin, yeah. because he's slowed, looks around the room in bewilderment and goes, <laughs> What the hell are we doing? Am I supposed to talk to this lady? Am I supposed to... What? (laughs) Solo talk to her. I tried to fuck her. Just attack her now. We're good. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) I will throw a ghost charge at her. Throw some acid in this bitch's face. Right. Fuck yeah. Ooh, 18 on the die for 28. Nice. That's definitely a hit. Tell me about Ghost Charge. What is that? It is specifically for uncorporeal creatures. Or incorporeal nice. creatures, if we want no, to No, I be like specific. your word better. Yeah, uncorporeal. <laughs> I like uh, it. is just 2d8 positive damage to, or technically 3 splash damage, because it uses my intelligence right now. Perfect. Nice. So is, it a, is, all is the splash positive. also positive? Okay. Yes. Yeah, everything about it's positive, so it doesn't hurt you guys at all. And that is a 5, 7, 13, 16 damage. Nice. Good job. Now, it doesn't all do anything positive. extra, but uh, it does all go Excellent. through. And I guess I will try to intimidate her now that I've well, harmed her with this. You didn't oh. need an action to pull the bomb? No, I have bomber. I get to oh, okay, throw as right. a... Yeah, I can draw and throw as the same action if it's a bomb. Oh, yes. So I will go ahead and try to intimidate her. Probably won't work, but what the heck? Ooh, natural one for a total of eight. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) She flips you off and rolls her eyes. As Mordrin's like, get your name in my mouth. How did I do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you a hero point for that. I don't give a shit. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, uh, take a hero point, guys. <laughs> Yay! For, for my commoner is both. Yeah. Stack All right, that's up, the baby. end of that first round. Uh, Billiam, you're frightened, is gone. And everybody's slowed condition is gone. But this thing really is angry at you, Billiam. And even though it is slowed one, it's going to reach out to, to strike you again. Oh! <gasps> So here look. comes a little touchy touchy. I might. That's die. a thirty-five to hit. Yeah, Holy shit! It's another crit. Yes. What are you? Ro- no, don't answer. Beautiful. That. That's another thirty-six points of damage. Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, you're not I'm going dead. To use you're just. I'm going to use retrieve. You're going to use like okay, yeah, retributive strike. Uh, so reduce that damage by six. Is that going to keep you up? Yeah, I'm alive. All uh, right. Oh, wow. I wait. How much did you do? Thirty-six damage to me. Yes. So it's only going to do thirty. Okay. So wait, actually, the resistance four. does the resistance happen before the double? I can never remember, Christian. Yeah. No. It would it, after the double. It would it would go after, after the okay, double. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. And is this a retributive strike against an undead? It is a retributive strike against an undead. Against so yeah, an undead. Sure yeah. seems right. like it. So I think the ghost is undead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Rolling. Rolling in Foundry. Uh, nine for a 20. Does that add your bonus? to? Do you have a bonus to hit undead or is it just damage? It's just damage. That's a mess. Damn it. Okay. Well, at least you kept old Billy Boy up. At least barely. Thanks. But this thing's mad at you now, and it's going to come out and it's going to try to smack at you. Do it! Do it! That's only an 18 to hit. That is a miss. All right. That's the end of its turn because it is out of actions being slowed. Cecil, took me away. I almost called you Solus. Cecil, our null friend, your first maybe uh, uh, damaging action in combat. Wow us. Wow so us with happen? the psychic. Shut the fuck up and I will. No, don't kill me with the shit. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so what's going to happen is, uh, is Cecil sitting in the corner there watching his friend get beaten to death in the corner. Uh, and I say, you see, I mean, we say friends. I've known you for like a handful of hours, but mm-hmm. it was already long <laughs> enough to know. <laughs> That me and Billiam are going to be friends as long as we're both alive, and I cannot have a friend if you die. So, so as a reaction, uh, upon seeing this and being emotionally driven at the sight of your pain, um, Cecil enters a uh, an amp state. He uh, uses a reaction to unleash Psyche. The a only reaction? prerequisites of this, yes. Okay, I believe, so or is that, no, that's an interact, no, I think, an, actually. It's an interact action, yeah. I think, is it interact? Okay. Uh, or free uh, action. Unleash Psyche free action. is a free action, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I always forget what those mean. Uh, all right. Thankfully, it tells me if I hover over it. So the only thing that I need to do to unleash Psyche is be it an encounter, cast a spell on my previous turn, and not be stupefied. I have done all of those things. So, I call upon the depths of my mind and let psychic power flood through me. My psyche remains unleashed for two rounds or until I fall unconscious, whichever comes first. I cannot voluntarily end this psyche being unleashed, and the following effects occur. I am constantly surrounded by visual manifestations of my psychic magic, and when I cast a damaging spell, I gain a status bonus to his damage equal to double the spell's level. This applies only to spells that don't have a duration and that you can cast using psychic spellcasting. And I can use any actions that have the psyche trait. All of these things are very good. So for free, I'm going to enter that amp state. And the first thing that I would like to do is I am going to use an action to restore the mind. I unleash my unleash psyche gives you a closer connection to the emotions of your allies, letting you project reassurance and strength that replenishes their mind and body. Choose one of the two benefits to grant within one ally of 30 feet. Uh, the ally either gains a plus one status bonus, yada yada, or the ally regains hit points equal to two plus double my level. So, uh, a billion, get 10 HP back. Bam. Yay. Nice. And then I'm going to look at this specter, and uh, since I get to decide what type of damage I'm going to do now, I am going to amp 
produce flame. All right, so that uses a focus point? That does use a focus point. And because I have done this, since I have used uh, uh, my... uh, I'm going to amp produce flame. What that means now, basically, is um, that the damage increases by uh, a a large amount. So I go from doing D4s to D10s. Nice. So... Let me see how many uh, dice that'll be, because I, for- I, mean, I don't play casters at all. I think it's only two. It's 2d10, because I'm third level, fourth level, but I only can cast third level spells. And it's a cantrip, so it automatically heightens. So that will be 2d4 plus one persistent fire damage. You still have to hit two, me with that, right? Uh, uh, actually, yeah, do I have to? Yeah, like, this is how often yeah, I play. Yeah, it should be spell attack roll. Okay, cool. God, I never play casters. Okay. This is a lot, guys. It is. <laughs> I, I was beginning to think the psychic just bored you to death. So I have a plus 10. I have a plus 10. Uh, I got a 14 for a 24. Just missed it. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, my God. All right. That's the end of my turn. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's only. <laughs> you... Oh, produce flames two actions. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, and apparently right. a 24 isn't good enough to hit. Solus, you are up. I hate you. All right. Um, I'm going to draw my shield first off. I'm going to take a step to the east so that I'm on one side of the ghost and I'm going to try to attack her. You're interposing yourself between Cecil and the ghost just for the people at home. That is correct. Okay, rolling to hit. Uh, That is a 16 for a 27. That's a hit. Okay, then rolling for damage. It's 2d8 plus 4. Nice. Uh, 19 points of damage. Is, does that, is that damage typed in a specific way? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, magical. Just magical? Because it has a striking rune. Yeah. Okay, cool. But besides that, no. All right, so it's not positive or anything because of your like champion's oath or anything like that or your blade ally? Nope, that's only with uh, retributive strike. All right, so not all of it goes through, but it's a solid hit still. It feels like... Oh, wait. Actually, actually, no. Uh, there is a uh, blade ally. Yeah, an additional 1d6. Excuse me. Okay, uh, roll that one. I know, but what type of damage is that? Additional 1d6. Uh, positive. Okay, so is that a component of this? This does not look like it's a... Nope. Roll a 1d6. Natural one. Cool. All right. So that goes through without uh, modification. So uh, it could have been worse. You, you did some damage, but it feels like this, your weapon did kind of make purchase on it, but it still passed through a lot more easily than you think it should have. Even magical as it is. But Billiam, you are up. You are you are there. You're not bleeding. It just feels like your life has been drained away by something. Oh, yeah. You're exhausted. And you're breathing hard. <sighs> Slightly bolstered by your new friend, Cecil. What is it that you do? Yeah, Bill Bill is feeling it, and uh, he was so close to death, and he knows that if he rages, he's going to get just a little bit more, um, get myself a little bit more HP, and um, I have Alondra out. I see Solus attacking him. I'm just going to come down with Alondra, sweep it right through its ribcage, and uh, hopefully I can do something. It's a 15 for a 26. That's a hit. Give me that damage. 2d10 plus 21 points of damage. 2d10 plus 6 plus 1d6. Again, this doesn't feel like it all goes through, but that's still a pretty solid hit. 
Now, f- uh, four of that is fire damage. I don't know if that matters. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuck. Jesus Christ. And do it one more time. Fingers crossed. Nope. That's a natural two. Four and eight. Nerd. And uh, yeah. And Bill is going to hope that he doesn't die. You swing like my bookish paramour. Nerd. <laughs> As Mordrin, you are up. All right. Another ghost charge. Ooh, 17. Man, if only you had a book that allowed you to directly damage uh, ghosty things. <laughs> yeah, we do. Maybe, yeah, Man. maybe I'll pull another natural 20. We'll see. That was a 17 to hit, Asmordrin? Yep. Tw- well, no, that's... 17 on the die, 27 to hit. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that's a hit. So that is 11 plus 3, 14 damage. Positive. Nice, and that all goes. Righteous. 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 All right, you got two more actions, Papa Bear. Hmm. I just called you Papa Bear. I have no idea why. I'm leaving it in in my shame because I think it's making Solus uncomfortable. Not Micah, Solus. Yeah. yeah. He hears God Uh-oh. scream. Yeah. Your turn, Papa Bear. What was that? Iomide protects me. Iomide? The inheritor? Iomide? Is that you? Oh, okay. So I've only used one action and I... I don't want to waste bombs on this thing with a horrible chance to hit. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna move over here and describe over here. Uh, I am taking a diagonal step to basically stand in right in front of the hallway that led us into this room between all of the desks and that. So, Excellent. and I'm just gonna. And I'm just going to end my turn here. I don't really have anything to do with my other actions. So, so you're running like a little bitch. And I'm just Beautiful. <laughs> Actually, I do. You know what? I do have one thing that I'm going to do. I am going to spend that action to give Muckwort two actions, and Muckwort is going to crawl across the room up onto Billiam. This normally means good things. Get up here, little guy. <laughs> I'm going to play a little game of Muckatooey. <laughs> Actually, the last time you were attached to someone, uh, he died horribly. So maybe this <laughs> isn't a good idea. All righty. It is back to her turn. She sees this little thing scampering, and she does not like it one bit. And I think she's going to swat at this little thing that jumped up onto you. Don't you billion. touch Muckwort. That's rude. You're going to attack a familiar? She's got a high intelligence. She knows what's up. Oh, no. She's got a higher intelligence than anybody in this room, actually. (laughs) All right, so here comes a hit at old Muckety Muck. It's a 35. I'm rolling really, really well. I'm rolling really, really, really well. That hits my familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is that a crit? Oh, boy. It is a crit. Stop All asking right. that stupid yeah, fucking right. question. Yeah. It's over. I'm going I to smack the shit out of you the next time almost, I see you. Are you fucking kidding me? Almost oh, minimum a 36 damage. a crit? What the fuck? The highest <laughs> AC <laughs> in our fucking party is 23. He's real tiny. <sighs> he's real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. He's definitely got a higher AC than the plate armor paladin. <laughs> <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> I'm mad at you keep asking this question every day. <laughs> I did almost minimum damage at least, so that's 22 points. Oh, gotcha. okay. choke. <laughs> Poor little muckwort goes down. Oh, 
no. no. We're down. And as it passes Dying through Muckwort and rips out some of its life, it passes into Billiam and attempts to hit. Let's see if I can keep the streak up. Uh, Let's see if I can knock him down. Is yeah. this a, still, is this a first roll. attack? It's a second attack, so that's a 17. Okay, okay. That is a miss. Yeah, I rolled like dog shit. So that's the end of her turn. I don't have to worry about that pesky familiar, though. <laughs> no wonder oh, Jake no. killed Neville. God damn. <laughs> now you understand. <laughs> yep. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, shark. <laughs> Cecil, see if you can do something All useful. Right. Yeah, right? Well, I'm, I'm mad, and I'm still um, psychically amped. So uh, because of the nature of my class and the specific conscious mind that I took oscillating wave, I now have to do a different type of damage, which means I don't have to choose a different spell, but I'm going to, uh, mostly because uh, I have a bunch of friends around me that are kind of in the way, and produce flame is either a melee attack or it is a... Uh, it is a ranged attack, which I believe is like cone, but I'm not sure. Anyway, no, I still have souls in a, front of me. It's just an attack, just like if you were throwing a weapon. Attack. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is take a five foot step, and then I'm going to produce flame again. But this way, this time it does cold damage for what it's worth. So chilling blue, flame. blue flames come out, and I'm going to roll the smack the shit out of you uh, with a melee attack this time. So. 17 on the die for a 27. Does that Is that amped? Is it amped? Yes. I cool. it lasts for two rounds. So Okay, cool. Uh, wait, yeah. hold on. No, I mean like did you did you use a focus point to amp it? Because release yes. psyche is not the same. Yes. It doesn't yes. Okay, so I'm that using used, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. 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 Chill. <laughs> Just making sure we're talking about the same thing. I know yes! you unleash psyche. Fuck! <laughs> I said yes! You know, this is just as much for the people at home that may not have played this class before as well. So I need you to, like, tamp the afterburners there, Buccarino. You know, Trev, I actually respect our listeners and their ability to read. Maybe they haven't read <laughs> Unlike <this> me. <laughs> right, Jesus. That's a hit. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so when I use Produce Flame as a melee attack, uh, it's D12. Damn. Um, so, and uh, I am not ha- harmed by the splash damage from Produce Flame. Uh but uh, the rest of you are, if you're close. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why is it deal splash right. damage? Is that part of its amped effect? Yeah, it does one splash damage. Ah. All right, so I got an 11 and a 3 for uh, 14 points of cold fire damage. I don't think I added anything to that, right? Do I add my spellcasting modifier to damage? I don't think so. It and, just depends uh, on what the spell actually says you do. Well, it's that and like the amp state, from what I remember, also like gives some kind of damage bonus if I remember correctly. Uh, plus your spell casting ability modifier. Plus my, okay so plus four. So 17 points of fiery cold damage. Does not all go through again but that's still a, a solid hit. And that's the end of my turn. Okay so that still does one point of cold damage to both Solus and Billiam though right? Uh, I don't know about Billiam because he's not adjacent to me. Uh, it's only adjacent, yeah, it's adjacent that, to you. Uh, well I mean it's, mm. I, don't, I don't know it just says splash damage like it's, it's really not Oh yeah, be well splash defined. damage is on the, the target. When using produce flame as a melee attack, increase the damage. Oh, it's on the target. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, one both point. Billiam and Solus are both going to take one point of cold damage, and this thing will take one additional point of cold damage. All right. <laughs> and Muckwort goes to dying three. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Forgot about that guy. I'm sorry. 
Well, no, where is he, though? Where did he fall? What if he fell? I mean, he's on his space. He's on your square. He's on Billiard Square. Oh, yeah. I figured he would fall. Can I throw him behind me as to knock? As I see this happening, I'm like, no. No, throw him to me. I can give him a potion. <laughs> you step on him on accident. Chuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill him over here. Throw him. Right. As as Produce Flame comes out of his hand, I, nope. and I throw him nope. over nope. Oh, Cecil's head. Not yet. You can do that on your turn, though, if you want to waste that action. Go ahead. So he's just dead on me? Yeah, he's just laying on you. He's on your shoulder, oh. just kind of draped okay. over it. Stinking, rotting plant boy. Solus, you're up. Can you bring this to a conclusive oh. end one hour and 45 minutes into this recording? We <laughs> shall see. Uh, I'm just going to roll to hit. Why don't you just lie about it so we can get out of here? Okay. <laughs> got a 19 for a 40. Well, I don't have to lie. That is a uh, 15 for a 26. That's a hit. Okay. Liar. Now rolling for damage. You should have said I rolled two for a 35. Is that a crit? <laughs> right? Yeah, is that a crit? <laughs> roll another d6. Remember, roll another d6. Yep, that's 18 points of damage plus another d6. Uh, that is four points of positive damage. All righty. The, only the d6 is positive, though, right? Yes, that is correct. Cool, cool. Good, solid hit. This thing is close, y'all. Okay. Now I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you won't. fucking do it again. Okay. Rolling with a plus six. It's a five for an 11. No. Okay. Loser. And for action, action number three, I'm going to raise my shield. Did you ever take your shield out? I did not, actually. No, you're right. You're yeah. correct. I did not. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to try to intimidate this thing. All righty. See if you can scare it in it, out of its incorporeal boots. With a plus eight... Okay. Yeah, stick her name in your mouth, Solus. <laughs> 11 for a 19. That's not going to do it. Yeah. That's never going to leave you, Billiam. I hope you know I that. I know. No, it's perfect. It's <laughs> your, 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 your name is in, in my mouth, and it's not going to leave. <laughs> Put it back. And she Give me my you. name back. Oh, I have such a good ending to this if I can, if I can kill well, I know. That's why turn, I'm hoping so I can do it. Let's see if you can finish it up. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I look at this thing and, um, I, Muckwort's on my shoulder, but I am just going to swing. I'm sorry, Muckwort. I want to kill this thing. Just one action to throw Muckwort to me. That's all Yeah, you need. well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, let's see, this is at a plus 11. So this is, uh, the first, the first hit. Oh, I jumped out of my dice box, but it's a 17 for a 28. So I'm keeping it. That sorry, is a fuck my dice box doesn't count. Go for it. <laughs> it's, 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 fucking fuck you, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a hit. Okay, so 2d10 plus 6 plus a 1d6. That is 6, 9, 5. So 11, 8, uh, 20 plus 6. 26. 26 points of damage. I need you to describe your kill. Mm, okay. Oh, God. So <laughs> Bill takes Halandra and swings weeps Halandra through right around its neck area and even though this is a ghost I'm deciding this is how it happens it falls to the <laughs> ground and Bill Bill walks over to the piece of parchment paper and with the blood coming off of him he writes Bill in blood and shoves <laughs> the paper in its mouth and yells now my name is in your mouth <laughs> wow as your hand with this paper goes into its incorporeal mouth, its eyes get wide and it says, and <laughs> discorporates into nothingness. And you're left there 
in the quiet room with her final screams reverberating in the hall. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh god. Can you imagine if any, any of the writers of this book was just like, they literally just got the book. Why aren't they fucking Billy, quick, right? throw me my wart. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to throw him just in case I miss. And I'll throw him into the ground. Yeah, right. Yes. She's just so excited. Yeah. It's like Naked Gun 22 and a half and it'll be some spiking babies. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>